Welcome to the Acupuncture Marketing School podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Grassick, and I'm here to help you get visible in your community, take marketing action with confidence, and get more patience in your practice and more money in your pocket every week. We both know you're a talented, passionate acupuncturist and that acupuncture has the power to change lives. So let's dive right into this episode and talk about how you can reach more patients. Hello, welcome back. Happy New Year. Happy 2022. It's great to be back with you. I really hope you enjoyed the last couple of weeks listening to the best episodes of 2021. I'm so excited to help you build your practice and reach new levels of success in 2022. Today, we're talking about something that's been coming up a lot lately for, it kind of seems like everyone, for my marketing students, for my one-on-one coaching clients, and for myself in my own decision-making in my practice. It's about setting priorities in your business. I recently turned down a really good opportunity because it wasn't in alignment with my number one priority for my practice, and that was tough. Of course, at this time of year, goal setting and priority setting is top of mind for a lot of people. So we're going to dig in deep to discuss the importance of defining a single priority for your business and how even though it's tough and it can mean turning down good opportunities, it can serve you better in the long run. Before we dive into today's episode, I want to share the fan of the week, which is Carrie. Thank you, Carrie, so much for leaving this review on Apple Podcasts. She says, I'm not even an acupuncturist, but Michelle has such a knack for breaking down marketing concepts that I get a ton of value from her podcast. She explains not only what you need to do to market your small business, but why you should be doing it. I definitely recommend Thank you, Carrie. That really makes my day because I believe very strongly that good marketing advice is good marketing advice across the board, no matter what kind of small business you're building. I know most of my listeners out there are acupuncturists, but there are also chiropractors, massage therapists, nutritionists, many other types of wellness practitioners. Welcome, everyone. I'm very happy you're all here. So if you'd like to be the fan of the week, feel free to leave a review of the podcast. It really does help new people decide if the podcast is a good fit for them, and I'd appreciate it so much. I'll leave a link in the show notes if you want to do that. All right, let's dive in and start by discussing the idea of prioritizing just one thing in your business in 2022. Over the holiday, I listened to the book Essentials by Greg McEwen on Audible, this got me thinking pretty deeply about my priorities in both uh, in both of my businesses and in my life in general. And when I say both of my businesses, I just mean uh, one, my marketing and coaching business online, which of course is Acupuncture Marketing School, and two, my acupuncture practice in upstate New York. Now, in the past, I have built up these businesses by really saying yes to everything. I don't really know if I would recommend this approach because last year in 2021 in particular, I realized I was tired. (laughs) It finally hit me that I just don't have the mental or physical energy to say yes to everything anymore. And that is actually okay. I'm finding that a lot of people 
feel the same way right now. I know that in many of my um, one-on-one marketing strategy sessions with clients, people are, are mentioning they're feeling this way. And I've seen a lot of these conversations on social media right now as well. We all require a little more self-care and downtime, and yet that seems harder and harder to come by. I'm also hearing that people are having a harder time than usual just getting back into their regular routine after the holidays, that everyone's moving a little slower than they expected in the month of January. I'm definitely experiencing this as well, and it doesn't have to be a bad thing. Thinking of these two things, one, that I'm getting a slow start this year, um, and two, recognizing that I don't imagine having the energy to say yes to everything in 2022 was eye-opening. I realized that I needed to start paring down what I'm committed to, and I realized at the same time how very difficult this is. And that's why I started listening to the book Essentials. It's all about the power of deciding what is truly most important in your life and then committing to it in your actions, choices, and daily habits. And the idea that doing less actually allows us a level of focus and productivity that is more effective in achieving our goals uh, that matter the most to us. And McEwen also talks about making this practical because I think Often it's easy to make the statement about the single priority for your business, but in real life, how do you narrow down your commitments to what matters? How do you know what matters? How do you know what's going to move you in the right direction towards your priorities and shape your life around it? So making it real can be difficult, and I appreciated that he approached that question in the second half of the book. And in particular, what's really tough is saying no to certain offers or opportunities in order to maintain that one big thing as your priority. And I knew I needed help with both pieces of this, deciding on a priority and then acting on it in a meaningful way. So if any of this is resonating with you, I definitely recommend the book. Again, it's just called Essential by Greg McEwen. And I wanted to talk about it today because, of course, at the beginning of the new year, many people are planning and goal setting. The new year can bring such a refreshing energy, right? But it's also very easy to fall into the trap of setting five or six or even more priorities or resolutions for the year, and that can get overwhelming quickly and lead to Um, maybe I wouldn't call it failure necessarily, but just inaction, right? Overwhelm leading to inaction. And this is why I hosted the AccuBiz Planathon last month in December, because I really love strategizing, goal setting, getting a plan on paper. If you're a regular listener, you already know this about me. If you're new, welcome. I am a strategizing queen. I love it so much. This is also why in the Planathon, I teach you to only choose one priority to be your focus in the 90 day planner. And that's the workbook that comes with the Planathon. That each quarter should only have one big project that gets your time and mental and physical energy, because then you're much more likely to make strides on that project. Otherwise, it's way too easy to get spread too thin. And don't get me wrong, having lots of goals and plans really excites and motivates me too. I'm an irritating overachiever sometimes. 
in particular areas, and I know that you might be as well, but the joy and energy of planning and setting a dozen goals is one thing. And then sustaining the energy, time, and space in your life to actually achieve them is another. And that's why prioritizing one thing is the emphasis. And I recognized in a big way last year that, uh, again, I had to stop saying yes to everything and I needed one focus for my practice, that guiding star. But I kind of felt bombarded by all the possibilities. This is why I love being an entrepreneur, right? Because you can, there are so many opportunities and you can move your business in a million different directions and they're all inspiring, right? And I was having a hard time deciding on the one thing or even just like, the two things or the three things. So I did my 90 day planner from the planathon with a couple different possibilities for my number one priority. I sort of, um, brainstormed a lot and added in some flexibility. And then I just sat on it for three weeks. Like I said, I am slow to return to my normal energy and focus so far this month, like many people, but for once, instead of pushing and making myself choose what direction to go in, I decided to just let it marinate for a while and see what surfaced as I returned to clinic after the holidays. Just kind of wait and see what comes up. And if you're feeling that way too, I hope you'll also give yourself that space. I hope you're able to, right? To remove the arbitrary pressure we all put on ourselves to make goals like by January 1st and then to begin acting on them uh, like ASAP, right? Instead, I would encourage you, you know, if you're not 100% certain or if you're prioritizing too many things and you want to narrow down, give yourself the time and space to percolate on all your ideas and then act on them whenever feels right to you. If you don't start your resolutions until February 1st, nothing bad will happen. In Essentialism, McEwen also digs into the history of the definition of the word priority. And I love this. This is so nerdy. I love the etymology of words. I love the history of words and how they've developed over time. Originally, the word priority was meant to be singular. And this was the way it was used for hundreds of years until sometime in the 1800s. I don't recall exactly, but McEwen is very specific in his book. But priority meant you could only have one thing. You could only have one priority. It was nonsensical to say you had two priorities, right? It was singular. And then eventually in the English language, we shifted again, sometimes sometime in the 1800s to using the word priority to represent multiple things. So all of a sudden people are saying, my priorities are, and then they're listing a dozen things. McEwen argues that you cannot possibly prioritize a dozen things. It is not really possible as a human. It is not really reasonable. Eventually, a few of those things will float to the top and clearly be the actual priority, right? But in trying to pursue all of them, your efforts will be watered down or you'll be slower and less effective in achieving any of them, okay? Whereas one priority or perhaps maybe like two, maybe three for your whole life allows a totally new level of creativity, efficiency, and success in the long term, 
okay? Which I think is what most of us are going for with our practices, right? We really truly are building a business that feels good to us and is sustainable for the long term. And I mentioned earlier that I completed my 90-day planner. I I went through the planathon steps myself and then I let it sit and percolate for a few weeks. And then just this week, I was feeling a single priority emerge for my acupuncture practice out of everything else I had listed as possibilities, or maybe I think I had put on their co-priorities, which of course, as we just discussed, does not make sense. (laughs) So tempting though. (laughs) So I have decided uh, to use this uh, because I really can't pare down to the level that would make me cue and proud, I don't think. So I've decided to choose a priority for my life and one priority for each business. Okay. And the big goal is that they are all aligned together with what I want my life to look like in 2022. So really briefly, my priority for my life is uh, to enjoy myself more. For me, this means working less, even if it means making less money, allowing myself to rest and appreciating the joy and the luxury in small everyday things, right? Being present so I can pay attention to my life because I'm a little bit of a workaholic. And I want to add, I know it's a privilege to be able to say that my goal is to work less, even if it means less money, right? So I'm very, very grateful for that. But uh, giving myself permission to slow down and enjoy myself, do things that make me feel joyful. So then my priority for my practice is going to be cosmetic acupuncture. That is the big North Star. And this caused a big shift and helped me realize that there was an opportunity I recently said yes to that I needed to change my mind about. And that was really hard, like really uncomfortable. So I will share details on that in just a minute. But what I mean by prioritizing cosmetic acupuncture is this. Uh, In the 90-day planner, there's an assessment of 2021, what worked and what didn't, what brought the most income, et cetera. And then... After we recognize what's been working, we're ready to set our goals for 2022 or allow that information to help us if it's useful, right? So I realized that through that assessment of 2021, that cosmetic acupuncture has the best capacity to increase my income in 2022 while not adding any extra hours to my schedule. So compared to general acupuncture, and this is fairly common, I charge one and a half times as much for cosmetic acupuncture per hour. So if I focus on getting even more cosmetic patients, then my income would go up in a big way. The idea here, of course, is just identifying what is most lucrative at your office after overhead and expenses and considering your amount of effort, right? It's kind of a sweet spot, but what service and or products Bring in the highest ROI, the best return on your investment, and lean into that. Commit to it. What is the money maker? And then do that as much as humanly possible. So let's talk about this specific opportunity that I had to turn down. This was a, a big turning point for me when I realized it. The opportunity was that a wonderful friend of mine, a physician's assistant in a city about an hour from where I live, maybe a little less asked me if I wanted to do cosmetic acupuncture in her office. She is opening a new office downtown in this city. 
And as a physician's assistant, her focus is cosmetic treatments. And she already has a pretty big clientele that she'd be bringing with her to this new space. And she felt like cosmetic acupuncture was a really good fit for her established client base. And she basically was saying she thought she could fill up an entire day for me once a month with just cosmetic patients, right? At the upgraded cosmetic service. Now we met on Instagram initially, and she actually came to an in-person gua sha class that I taught just before the pandemic started. So we've been Instagram friends for about two years. Never knock the power of Instagram to connect you to your people, to help you do networking. It's pretty amazing. And we have been talking about this, this whole thing about me practicing in her space for that entire time, for two years. In the beginning, the idea was I'd be in her office one day a month doing only cosmetic acupuncture treatments, like I said, back to back. And if it went well, I could do more days each month if I wanted or not. It's very flexible and open-ended, but that's how we would start. And because her office is opening in a large city, I could charge at least one third more per treatment. So really it was an outstanding opportunity. And she has quite a large Instagram following of people who love skincare. So she would be doing a lot to help fill my schedule. It it felt like a win-win, except, except that even though this was a cosmetic acupuncture focus, right, which is my big priority, it wasn't really aligned with my big goal. It actually helped me get more specific with that priority because I realized that I want to build my cosmetic acupuncture practice in my own office. I was so tempted by the idea of growing my brand, uh, or I guess you could say like my brand reputation in a new city, making myself known for my expertise in this new place. But I realized that my priority is doing that in my own hometown where my practice is already established. So as tempting as it was, I understood finally that if I'm going to be expending that energy, I want it to be for the long-term benefit of my own practice. It also occurred to me that commuting and building up a second location was not really likely to help me with my personal priority for the year, which as I mentioned was or is enjoying myself. So no matter how much I love this friend of mine or how much I love cosmetic acupuncture, I do need breaks. As I said, I'm slow to get back to things this year. I do need downtime. And I do find driving into the city, especially driving downtown and finding parking, parking, sorry, (laughs) words, finding parking can be super stressful. And I had said specifically that my personal priority was to enjoy myself and give myself space to do that even if it meant making less money. So this is unfortunately not an opportunity that's aligned with my priority for my life and for my business. And obviously the toughest part of this was uh, letting my friend know that I had changed my mind, which went fine because she's wonderful um, and will maintain our supportive relationship of each other's businesses in other ways. But it was scary and initially It didn't feel good to have to tell her I changed my mind. And I'm so used to saying yes to everything that it felt really strange to say no. So if you, if any of this is resonating with you and you have some things you're thinking of taking off your plate, I think it's helpful to know in advance that if you're used to saying yes, saying no initially is going to feel really foreign, 
but it will get better because once you realize you're making the choices that make the most sense for you, um, it's going to come together and you will feel stronger in your no in the future. Okay. But it does take practice. It's a little scary. And this choice is already freeing me up to focus on my cosmetic practice where I'm already located because I've had a little bit of time and space to just think about my practice and the direction I'm going in. I've decided, for example, the time is right to finally buy a Saluma LED light, which if you're not familiar with it, um, it is for wrinkles and acne. It can also be used for pain management. I'll, I'll pop a link into my bio if you're not familiar with it, but it's getting more common for acupuncturists to use in conjunction with cosmetic acupuncture. And I have really been on the fence about buying this for a couple of years because there's some training that's involved and it's uh, it's an investment for sure. But this mental space that I cleared up by saying no to that great opportunity allowed me to realize that this is a really good time to incorporate this into my practice and help establish me as a destination for cosmetic acupuncture in my region. And I just want to say a shout out. Uh, Many thanks to Amrit, who is an incredible cosmetic acupuncturist in Toronto, who introduced me to the Saluma lamp, uh, I think probably two years ago, and answering my questions about it. If you're not already following her on Instagram, she has well over 20,000 followers. She might even be at 30,000 at this point. I definitely recommend following her. She is inspiring and a great example of using Instagram to supercharge your practice. Her Instagram handle is six babe beauty, and I'll include a link to that in the show notes. But again, I just wanted to emphasize that this purchase requires training, making changes and additions to my website, educating patients and potential patients about it, and doing a pretty serious marketing campaign to introduce it in my area. And now I feel like I have time for it because the other project, building a practice in another city, is off the table. So if you're also feeling like you've said yes to too many things, it's okay to scale back. I hope you'll give yourself permission to ease slowly into the new year if you need it to take time to decide what your priority is for your business. Give yourself the space for those ideas to percolate and make sure it's aligned with the business and life that you really want to build. Again, the book, which I really recommend is Essential by Greg McEwen. I'll include a link in the show notes. And before I sign off in late December, I released an audience survey. So you can let me know how can I help you more this year? What do you need? What information do you want to learn? And in what format? I'd love if you took two minutes, seriously, it is super short, just a couple questions to fill out the survey and let me know. The answers are confidential and I read every single answer because it really helps me decide what projects to focus on to help you grow your business. I'll drop the link for that into the show notes. And thank you so much in advance if you decide to take the time to fill out the survey. I appreciate you. I'll also link to the replay of the AccuBiz Planathon if you'd like to go through it, uh, which of course comes with the 90-day planning workbook, which I've been talking about a lot in this episode. As I said, it's something that I use very actively to help me make important decisions in my business. And, you know, if you're feeling that 
energized, goal-setting mood, I definitely recommend it. Or if you're feeling kind of stuck and you don't know how to prioritize your goals right now, it's also a great way to find that clarity and direction for the start of 2022. So the link is in the show notes. Again, happy new year. Thank you for being here. I hope today's episode was helpful for you. I'm so looking forward to talking about marketing and helping you build your business this year. Have a great week.